We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the Six Man Show, an Orlando Magic podcast with your hosts, Luke Sylvia and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic basketball. Five fans, four fans. Go Magic. What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You guys are back with the Six Man Show. Today is July 28th, 2022. Jonathan Osborne here. As always, I am joined by my co-host, Luke Sylvia, Luke, what's going on, bro? How's it going, man? We, uh, I'm, I'm excited because we've got our our special guest, the much probably Jonathan, our most requested guest, more than players, coaches, personalities. This is our most requested, Jason Schnacks. Oh no! no. <laughs> what's going on, Jason Schnacks? What's going on, producer Kevin? The alias oh, has been no. exposed. <laughs> Kevin, we're keeping this in the show. We are rolling with this. Kevin, please tell the listeners about Jason Schnacks. They no, need to I know can't. they need to know every detail of what has been Jonathan's going on been recently with you. Dude, I've been I've been thinking about this for literally hours. Literally yeah, I hours. I cannot believe you did that in the show, <laughs> yeah. dude. Oh my god. Kevin, gosh. you have to listen. Okay, I will explain what's going that on. This is the funniest thing. So, the Minnesota Timberwolves have been looking for a new PA announcer, and Kevin Tucker has done like a lot of voiceover stuff. He has a very good voice. You can hear him laughing in the background. Oh, God. He just wanted to go into Ooh. the Minnesota Timberwolves PA announcer like tryouts to see how far he could get. And he put together this alter ego if you will and he Ooh. named it jason schnacks okay he found an empty apartment unit in minneapolis to make it seem like he lived in minnesota okay oh, unfortunately he did not make it to the second round no, and it's probably because they realized that jason schnacks was, was a, a fake was name. A man wow I genuinely cannot believe that's how we're opening this show, but that is really funny. Uh, no one's going to think it's that funny, but for me, that is hilarious. Yeah, I worked really hard on that. Uh, I did apply for that uh, PA uh, announcer job, but obviously as a joke. I'm not moving to Minnesota. I would never do that. Um, that's That would just be miserable. But anyway, 
all of that to say, great to be back on the show. I've never <laughs> cried on on a podcast before, so now you got me in tears. That was so funny. Um, yeah, yeah, Jason Schnacks is dead uh, as of a couple of days ago when I got the rejection letter from the Timberwolves. But Kevin Tucker is glad to be here. Producer Kevin, glad to be in the house today. Kevin Tucker, yeah. I think uh, Kevin and I were talking about it last night or a couple of nights ago, whenever it was. We were talking when he found out that he wasn't you know, brought to the second round. I was like... That's what you get for using a name that's like basically that's McLovin. Right. You know, like that's true. Why yeah. would, out of all the names you could pick, why would you pick McLovin? Why would you pick Jason Schnacks? Yeah, well, I didn't want them to look me up and then go, oh, this guy lives 18 hours away. We're never going right. to pick him. But, you know, that's all right. right. Backfired, I guess. All right. Before we get into uh, magic news here, because we do have some magic news, going to go ahead and shout out our patrons. So if you're new to the show or just you haven't listened in a while, uh, we do have a Patreon channel now. Patreon.com slash the sixth man show, where you can join one of our three tiers uh, to become a member of our Patreon channel. Again, three separate tiers, different benefits on each tier. Um, our All Star and Hall of Fame tier also gives you access to our Discord channel, uh, which, even given the time of the year that it is right now, is still pretty lively. So, if you guys want to be in the Discord channel, uh, you can join one of our Patreon uh, tiers here. And then we also shout out our Hall of Fame tier patrons on every episode, and that's what we'll go ahead and do now. So shout out the Court Cousins, Armin, Elite Too Low, Jonathan Borges, Magic Player History, Wiffle, Ryan Singh, The Distract, Pierre A, Dylan Holden, Mr. Mikey, Lil Penny, Drum, Danimal, Dutto15, Bobby Skinner, Nate Donnelly, Gotti93. Thank you guys so much for your support. And really quickly, uh, we have filled the social video producer position that we were, you know, spent the last few weeks kind of interviewing and going through that process. We we're bringing on our guy, Emmanuel Manny Barbus. Uh, kid lives in Australia, which is pretty crazy, all across the world. And he's already going to work. If you've been following us on our social accounts, Instagram, the Reels, YouTube, the Shorts, we posted it to Twitter and Facebook. Super talented kid. He's doing a great job already. We're really excited to have him, right, guys? Absolutely. He's awesome. Maybe he'll clip the Jason Schnack segment and put it on Instagram tomorrow. We'll see. We'll see. Hopefully we have something more interesting in this podcast at some point or another that he'll be able to clip. At this point, seven minutes in, it's either that or it's me testing my microphone, saying the Gettysburg Address, and then you impersonating Carl Weezer. So he's got a lot to choose from already. (laughs) Only... Dude, okay, so I have to, Anyways. because you did the Carl Weezer, real quick. It is the off-season. It is the off-season. Because you did the Carl Weezer, there's, a, like, the Call of Duty Modern Warfare trailer. Um, Carl Weezer, basically someone did a whole voiceover as the as that whole narration, and oh. it is hysterical. I'm going to have to check I'll have that. I'll to send it to you, um, but it's it's incredible, and it made me laugh for days, so that's what it reminded me of. Anything Carl Weezer makes me laugh, let's be honest. I'm sure our listeners get a yeah. kick out of Carl Weezer. Um, yeah, that, that, that's really it that I wanted to add besides, yes, Manny, uh, has been awesome. He's been great. Even despite time zone differences, we're starting to kind of get used to that somewhat, but we'll, uh, we'll see, but he's, he's been crushing it. He kind of, you know, had his had has the experience for sure. And he, I mean, he's an animal. Yeah. yeah, the the time difference in my like struggles with math, it's like really hard to like, it's, I just have to remember whatever it is. Just add two hours, and it's the opposite. If you're on AM, he's on PM. If you're on PM, he's on AM. I'm trying to remember that. There you but go. That, and uh, I wanted to shout out um, our boy Nick. Uh, I don't know his last name, 
but our event coordinator Ben was at pickup basketball like a like a week or so ago, and some kid recognized him from the draft lottery party. He was like, "Hey, like you work with the guys at the Six Man Show?" Said he was like a big fan of the show. Goes over, gets a cell phone. He has our sticker, which you can you can see right here. You can see our sticker on my laptop there. He has if you're on YouTube. Our if you're on YouTube, yeah. If you're listening, obviously you can't see it. That wouldn't make any sense. <laughs> but he had our sticker on the back of his cell phone case. That's a real one. So whoever you are, 100%. Nick, if that's your real name, shout out Nick. We really uh, really appreciate the shout support, out Nick. man. I'm naming my I'm naming my kid Nick, my next born here doing October. Nick Schnacks. His name's gonna be Nick now. Nick Schnacks, Sylvia. Nick Schnacks. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Let's get into some actual <laughs> Orlando Magic news. Now that we're like nine minutes into this, I'm sure we're gonna get some complaints, but you know that's okay. Admiral Schofield, uh, we didn't bring this up on the last podcast, but uh, the Magic had extended the qualifying offer to Admiral Schofield for his two-way contract. He has signed a two-way contract with the Orlando Magic, so he is back for another year. Um, And then Kavon Harris, uh, who played four years at, what was the college? Uh, Stephen F. Austin. Stephen F. Austin. I knew there was a Stephen I know there was an S and F and an Austin in there. I was going to say SF Austin, but that didn't sound correct. Stephen F. Austin, mm. that sounds much better. Uh, but he's played for the uh, the 905, the Raptors G League affiliate team. Uh, last year, he averaged 14 points per game, 47% from the floor, 40% from the three-point line. So the dude is a shooter. Has also played in the Croatian Basketball League as well. Uh, he played the summer league for the Minnesota Timberwolves, averaged close to 16 points per game in the summer league, and now he has signed a two-way contract with the Orlando Magic. And there is an Exhibit 10 contract that we have signed as well. Kevin, you have that in front of you? Uh, Drake Jeffries is the guy's name out of Wyoming. I actually don't have it in front of me. I do remember that name, though. Uh, graduated from Wyoming. And so, yeah, he's on the Exhibit 10 deal, which puts us up to, including the Exhibit 10, 19 guys right now i believe is the number so uh there's gonna be some uh some cutting out of the roster eventually i know we'll talk about that but yeah pretty pretty busy uh signings this week i guess kind of surprisingly at this stage of the summer well and potentially the biggest news for the orlando magic of the offseason um ignis brezdakis has signed with a professional lithuanian team so he will not be coming back to the orlando magic (laughs) kevin is really devastated about this kevin you can have a moment here if you'd like Nope, I'm done. I'm good. Yeah, so Ignis Brezdakis <laughs> will not be returning for the Orlando Magic. I know there are people uh, that will celebrate that, whatever, you know, how you feel. Sure, he's a very nice guy, but, you know, we all felt that he's not really an NBA player, and he now he's literally not an NBA player, so, you know, wish him the best in Lithuania. I will also say he is going home. Like, this is not just – it's it's going to a Lithuanian team, but it's also his, like, hometown, apparently. So, good for him. Gets to go play, you know, back, back home. Good for him. Uh, yeah, we'll close that chapter of Orlando Magic Basketball. And that's got to be pretty exciting for them. You know, the, the Lithu- I think he's, I think we looked at the Lithuanian team when we talked about Eurobasket. He's really the only guy on that roster that I recognize. So that's probably got to be pretty exciting for them in Lithuania, a guy coming back from the NBA to play for like his hometown team. So that's got to be really cool. Like, remember when Mario Hazonia signed in Greece? I know he's from Croatia. But when he was you know, playing in Greece, there was like thousands of people there waiting for him you know, at the airport when he got there. So I'm sure he's going to be like the biggest thing in, in Lithuania now. So that's kind of cool. Well, there's as we've seen from our fellow Wagner brothers and really Mo Wagner, 
it's a different feel when you get to you know play for, and represent where you're from. Mo Wagner played his butt off, you know, and, and as you know, Jonathan and I had talked about uh, a couple episodes ago now, but he uh, it's just different. It's, it's different when you're able to do that. So, and we know Brad's day because he's he's gonna shoot that thing and he's gonna he, he's gonna do whatever it takes to try to win. He did that down the stretch in Orlando wearing that uniform last year. So, won't be surprised if Ignis gives them some some high point totals. I don't know what the percentages are going to look like, but he's going to give them some high point totals. Well, we'll also see him, you know, in Eurobasket coming up in um, you know, just a little over a month here. I think that starts September 1st, yeah, so early September, yeah. Looking looking forward to that and you know, our guys are like in the the group of death. I think they're in the same group as Lithuania if I'm not mistaken. So we'll see a little uh, you know, Wagner Bros versus Ignis Brzdekis. We'll kind of see, you know, how that goes. Kevin, I wanted to ask you because, you know, you never want to come on the show. So, first of all, like, we're just super excited that True. you wanted to come on the show tonight to hang out with us. Yeah. Now that we're past the draft, leading up to the draft, Kevin was, like, super noncommittal about who he wanted. At this point, can you admit to us who you, like, really wanted going into draft night? Let okay. To, know. to be clear, I, I was noncommittal in that I wasn't, like, gung-ho about someone. But my three, my top three in order... I was I was team Chet like number one okay. like just by a hair, I was team Chet, Paolo Jabari that was my three, so um but obviously now I'm like totally cool with Paolo you know you know what I'm saying so um <laughs> but I was but I genuinely when I got on the show before the draft and genuinely said like I just trust front I genuinely trusted them like I right. yes I was team Chet but I as soon as Paolo was picked I was like that's our guy let's go and so so far it seems like a great. Uh, a great pick, obviously, a lot still to be decided, but super, super excited about it. Kev likes to play things close to the vest, so we never know. Hey, I wanted to ask you, Kev, did you, like, everything pointed to chat and OKC, and was there a point, like, leading up where you just kind of, even though you wanted chat by a hair, that you were just kind of like, it's probably, like, not going to be chat regardless? Oh, yeah, I... I as much as bef- like in the weeks leading up to the draft, I was like, "Oh, Chet was you know built for the magic with you know the front office at mm-hmm. least." But yeah, those last couple of weeks when you know Chet didn't get a true workout with us, um, and then some other things, um, and then ultimately just it sounded like he he wanted to be in OKC. All that added up, I was like, "Yeah, it's probably not going to be him." But um, but yeah, I'm I'm st- I still am super excited about him as a player, even though he's obviously not. In a magic uniform, I'm, I still like other guys in the NBA, you know. Um, and so I'm, I'm excited to see his future, but obviously super excited for Paolo. I like it. Back to just talking about the roster a little bit. You know, now that Kavon Harris has taken up that second two-way spot and they're not just kind of leaving that open, it seems like somebody's going to have to get waived at this point. You know, unless it's a, a Terrence Ross trade, you know, the, the roster itself is at 16, then the two-ways are 17 and 18. And then I already forgot his name. The gentleman from Wyoming. That Drake Jeffries. 10. Drake Jeffries. My goodness. I'm sorry, Drake. <laughs> He's at 19. So, like, we know that the couple of weeks leading up to the regular season, the roster is going to have to be trimmed quite a bit. Who do you who do you and think, you, Kevin, is is uh, getting the old axe? What were we going to say, Luke? No, I was just going to say that... Uh, and you can go to 20, correct? Like, you can go to 20, and then by the end of preseason, so it's got to be trimmed down. That's right. Yeah. So you're, you're going to be 
seeing players left and <laughs> left and right. Yeah. With the exhibit ten, obviously he probably unfortunately won't make it, you know, past training camp, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, so I just wanted to put that out there as well. Like preseason is really the end of preseason is the cutoff for the magic to make the decision as to who was going to be waived, traded, whatever to make space. Right. Uh, to answer your question, Jonathan, I, I, if I were to guess, I think that the magic front office is positioning themselves right now for flexibility. I don't think they signed. Um, I don't think they, they signed Harris already knowing what their next step is. I think they signed Harris because they liked him. And now this gives them two months. What is this? July, August, September, you know, almost three months really. Um, to figure out the answer to your question. So whether that is a, a Terrence trade or waiving someone, um, in my mind, I think the two things on the table, and I'd love to hear from you guys, are either the Terrence trade or it's probably Devin Kennedy gets gets waived. I'm trying mm-hmm. to think of who else on that roster. Based on the well, contracts that they have, um, those are my, my first two two reactions to your question, but I'm curious what you guys think. Yeah, I think it's it's kind of complicated now because I don't know how it works with filling both of the two-way spots. Like if they waive one of those guys, can we sign someone else to a two-way? I'm Mm -hmm. sure someone listening to this is going to let us know either on Twitter or in the YouTube comments, but that's just something that I'm not entirely clear on right now. So I could see an instance where, I mean, let's call it what it is. This team is in desperate need of shooting. Mm -hmm. Kavon Harris was a great shooter. Admiral Schofield, although I love him, I love what he brings to the team. We saw him, you know, in that whole kerfluffle last year in Charlotte, you know, to, to kind of close the year. And, you know, he got fined like half of his freaking yearly salary. <laughs> so I, I really like Admiral. But if the team is putting a premium on developing shooting, I could see Kavon Harris or Admiral Schofield being waived. Then you waive Devin Kennedy. Once he clears waivers, yeah. you sign him to a two-way spot. Again, yeah. I don't know if that's possible given the rules of the two-way in the collective bargaining agreement. But I think that is probably most likely. I think with Terrence, if they were going to trade him for a second round pick, you could have done that at draft night. You could do that at any point. Yeah, for sure. They're going to wait until the deadline to see if a team gets desperate and gives us two second round picks or a late first round pick or a future first round pick. I don't see Terrence being moved until at least the trade deadline. Yeah, there doesn't seem seem honestly much of a point to trading him. And that's what I said a few weeks ago is like, you already know what's on the table for Terrence right now. And there's nothing changing. Like this is the the dead of the off season for a lot of these teams. The only thing really going on right now is like the remaining free agents and Kevin Durant like that. That's it. So nothing's going to change before deadline. I, I definitely see that it will just, you know, like you said, go all the way to deadline with Terrence. So that's what I'm thinking. I mean, because prior to Harris getting signed to the two way to that second two way, the possibility was Kennedy gets waived and signed to that two-way contract. So that's interesting to me that they didn't do it. Like if there is that like premium on shoot, like if they really are considered, you know, worried about that, I would have thought that they just would, you know, do that. They would just waive, put them on the two-way and then fill that last spot with somebody else like, or whatever. Right. Like, I don't know, man. I don't know what they were going to like, there's nothing else that really that they can do now. Yeah, I'll, I'll also two other thoughts I have with that. Number one, when it comes to Terrence and being traded, I agree 100% from a basketball and our roster standpoint. Agree with what you said. The only thing I think that could accelerate a trade for Terrence is if he officially like comes to the front office and says, "Hey, I I think I want to move on now." Which is, you know, we've we've seen some conflicting comments from him over the course of the offseason 
on his streams and other places. You know, earlier in the offseason, we had seen him talking about it's probably the end of his time there. It's a young movement, all that stuff. But lately, especially his most recent clip on his on his Twitch, he was fired up, fired up about what, what's going on in Orlando. It sounded like he wanted to stay. Um, he has mentioned a couple other times that, you know, he's – he doesn't know what's going to happen to him this year. He's still just waiting to hear from his agent from the front office. He has no clue. So uh, I think if he were to come to the front office and say, you know what, I think I want to really push for, you know, for a ring this year, I think the front office would potentially try to um, to help him out with that. The other thing that I was going to mention um, was I wonder if, if the front office is also waiting to see um, our two injured guys and see – how they 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 look you know in the training camp and offseason with Markel and with Jonathan Isaac because I could see a situation in which we go into training camp and they're like J.I. is going to be fine and then it's it's a big body that gets waved like a, a Schofield maybe um that that they go you know what I think Jonathan's good so that's that's another thing that I think is is worth keeping out and same thing with Markel if they go into it like oh, I'm not sure if Markel is okay hopefully he's okay he looked great at the end of the year last year maybe they choose to keep a guard instead so I think those are some things that'll go you know through their mind but all that to say they've got all the flexibility in the world they've got almost two months no rush let's see how it all shakes out all very good points yeah and I think with that Terrence piece too like the the Terrence piece I think that it might just be known to both the Magic front office and Terrence. Like, they've established that Terrence is cool with being traded. I mean, he literally said it on the Twitch stream. I don't think I'm going to be in Orlando next year, like early, early in the offseason. You're not, you like, there. I just have a hard time believing that Terrence hadn't already had that conversation with the front office. And, like, knowing how tight lipped the front office is, like, he had to have known. Um, now, if there's anybody that's going to leak a secret of some sort that's not been told to the front office yet or, like, known to the public, it's Terrence Ross. So we saw it with the uh, city court that came out a couple years ago. He was the first one to leak it. Um, and so the Magic were scrambling to pick up the pieces of that because they wanted to be a different reveal. So that there is a possibility that maybe, you know, he hadn't talked to the front office. And that's the first the front office had heard, like, oh, Terrence doesn't think he's going to be here. Regardless, that sentiment is known between both parties. And I just think it's at a point where, like, there's no bad blood. They completely understand from either side. They have great reason to separate. And they are just cool with whatever. And clearly, Terrence is kind of just warming up. You know that thing you do where, like, what seems inevitable, like, you just convince yourself that it's going to work out and, like, you're just going to be there? Terrence is just like, fine. Like, I, I, I see that, like, I didn't get traded draft night. I'm probably here till at least deadline. And who knows? He plays well enough. Maybe it's beyond that. Like, we haven't talked about that possibility either. Like, if this team is above from, like, talent-wise, like, if they are progressing well, they're racking up wins, and Terrence is his former self, he's re-energized like we've seen, there's a world where Terrence doesn't get traded at deadline. And there's a world where he just continues to play for the Magic. I don't think that we've talked about that enough either. Like, mm. that, I, I think that that's possible. Maybe, like us... You know, we, we went into draft night. We're like, oh, Jabari, Jabari, or, or, or Chet. You know, now we see in Summer League, we're like, all right, you know, it, it's Paolo. Terrence wants out. All of a sudden, Paolo walks in the door. He sees him hooping. He's like, yeah, maybe I want to stay. Maybe I, maybe I want to stay. You know, I don't know. Maybe 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 Paolo is just kind of swaying everybody. Who knows? But yep. only time will tell. Just kind of have to be patient. Unfortunately, that's really the only answer that we have right now. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Some NBA news, and it's semi-relevant to the Orlando Magic, I guess. The Detroit Pistons are, are for this season at least, which I believe is their 65th season. Uh, they're bringing back like the old Detroit Pistons logo with the teal jerseys. They did like this whole reveal and everything like that. And then the very next day, the Orlando Magic decide, you know what, we're going to make a post like that too, but just basically people begging them to bring back the pinstripes and then posting like a photo of the pinstripes. And, you know, for what we understand right now, the Magic and other teams are only able to bring back some of these retro logos in anniversary years for the team that are divisible by five. So 25th anniversary, 30th anniversary, 35th anniversary. Yeah. If you remember the 2018-2019 season when they brought back the electric blue and white pinstripes, that was the team's 30th anniversary season. There have been some leaked jerseys, I guess you can say, floating around social media, and I guess reports are that we're not going to see that this season, but the following season, that would be the 35th anniversary season. So uh, we'll just kind of have to wait and see on that front. But it's just like we, everything that we have heard tells us that that post was just a gigantic tease. And it's borderline cruel to do that to Magic fans, I think, especially when you add to it the fact that today, you know, ESPN put out a, a graphic a couple of days ago when Detroit said they were going to bring back the logo and said, what retro logo is the best? And there was an other option. And the Magic quote tweeted that and said other and posted like the original Orlando Magic logo. First of all, that teal is incredible. There's people that hate it. And there's a, but there's a lot of people that love it. And that I saw like stuff with like Jaden Ivy. I was like, dude, this, this is so sick. That, that Jersey is so nasty. And that logo, I love it. So it's like, for me, it's it, in terms of like throwback, that's not the magic. It's, it's that. And it's the Vancouver Grizzlies for me, as well as like the old Raptors logo. Yeah. Those are like my, my favorites. And, it, but definitely it, it's Vancouver number one for me, but that Pistons, uh, logo is is absolutely hanging around that is such a good logo yeah and just the teal itself like it's so unique in the league and it's just it's fire yeah especially because it's teal and black it, remind, Go ahead. it reminded me of when like in terms of like uniqueness of color in the nba it reminded me of when uh the denver nuggets had like the the like the sky blue like baby blue, blue like mellow like those that era jersey that powder blue pfft, yeah. those are so so nice but in terms of the magic uh, social media team is they're as bored as we are. They're they're throwing stuff out there and they're like, 
it's like the equivalent of like around deadline, like players tweeting out emojis. I'm not putting any stock into it. I don't think you guys should. I don't think listeners should. I it is like we're just gonna have to wait our turn. I think eventually. I just feel like you know it, it can happen, but right now, I, I'm I'm untying myself from emotionally getting hurt. I'm just gonna enjoy the throwback of Detroit this year. I'm gonna honestly, I'll throw on a couple more Detroit games maybe than usual, solely so I can look at those jerseys. So we'll we'll see. I'll have those those nights circled. Yeah, us Magic fans, this is going to be an exercise of patience for us. You know, we're waiting for the anniversary year, not this season, but next season. Waiting for we maybe something else in the long in the long run. But yeah, for now, uh, we'll stick with what we got. Um, as far as like the retros, uh, yeah, that Detroit, that teal, that black, this fire. Um, let's see. I also love the, if we're just talking about other non-Magic jerseys, I like the, the old mm-hmm. school Denver Nuggets one. I don't know if you remember those yep. two from like oh. way back 70s maybe. Those like are the sick. rainbow mm-hmm. skyline. Yep, yeah. exactly. Um, I also, of course, like the ones that you mentioned, those 90s ones, Grizzlies, Raptors, those are sick. So, um, But, yeah, yeah, as far as magic stuff goes, I guess this can almost lead into a conversation of, like, what your favorite magic jersey ever is because mm-hmm. we've had some great ones. That's that's right. one of the cool things is uh, we, we watched a couple weeks, I mean, it was last week, um, Dwight Howard's interview uh knuckleheads knuckleheads Knuckleheads, yeah on the knuckleheads podcast which Mm -hmm. by the way every orlando magic fan should go listen to that it is two hours long i am not the guy to listen to two hours of content ever i don't have that attention span i listened to every second it was really i won't say really good it was really informative as a let me back up as a podcast it was really good some stuff is magic fans you're gonna like some stuff is magic fans you're gonna get really angry so i just encourage everyone to go listen to it but my point is, maybe we, maybe, maybe we can talk about that in a second. Hold uh, the knuckleheads thought. Uh, All right, Jonathan, I see that face. But let's let's talk about it in a second, okay? okay. I'm going to talk about the jerseys, okay. though. Sorry. My point with what I was saying with that was that you at, like they asked Dwight, and they've had other guys on the show, and they ask him, you know, rank you know their their favorite jerseys that they've worn or whatever, and everyone loves the magic stuff, whether it's the throwbacks. Or, well, actually, whether the pinstripe throwbacks or the stars throwbacks, love them, so... Um, I guess yeah. Let's let's hear uh, Jonathan. Do you have like a favorite Magic jersey of all time? To me, it's it's the electric blue and white pinstripes, and specifically the yeah. one they wore in 2018, 2019. Just kind of a little bit tighter of a fit than it was in the 90s. It's you know the Nike cut. Anytime you throw the Nike logo on there, you know I, I'm I'm a big Nike fan. I like a lot of their stuff. So I don't know. I'm just very partial to that. For me, that is the best jersey that has ever existed in life. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, mine's the, the, the pinstripe, you know, electric blue as well. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to go with the OGs just for the sake of it being the OGs. Um, you know, you, you, you see obviously the guys like, like Horace wearing that, like with the Horace with like the blue, the blue goggles that Matt, like, I love it. I have just enough. That's like a very much, I'm very partial to like those unique type bright colors. Obviously, as you can see in the trend of me liking the Nuggets jerseys and the Pistons jerseys, I you know I know a lot of people love you know the other pinstripe Magic jerseys, but that that blue one, I I love it for the sake of that too. Kevin, yeah. What what are where are you landing at? So yeah, obviously love the blue. Um, it's probably my favorite to see on the court. But as far as like what I would wear, I love the black. Like I also am partial to black anyway. I wear black every day. I'm I'm lame That's like true. that. But um. Sure. Yeah, I love the the old the OG black pinstripes, well, black jerseys, white pinstripes. Those are sick. Um, 
Let me think. I want to give an underrated Magic jersey of all time. I'm trying to think which Ooh. one I want to pick. Um, I also, I guess, continue with the black trend. I love the Galaxy ones. The original Galaxy ones, uh-huh, not the second okay. ones. Yeah, so you're Those talking were the 2017, 2018, like the first the ones, space edition. The first yeah. one where it was actually all over the jersey. The that second was one it was just on the side edition, panels. I think. Probably, yeah. yeah. I think so. I loved those. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Those were sick. You know which ones? Um, oh, sorry, Kev. Go ahead. I was just going to say the worst ones ever were the gray-sleeved ones, I think. Those were awful. Genuinely those were terrible. Very bad. Those were terrible. Yeah, those are very bad. You know, actually, the ones that I hate... Like the only thing, the only redeeming quality about the gray sleeve jerseys is it just looked like a t-shirt. You know, if you put those on, it didn't look like you were wearing a jersey. You know, which one I just absolutely cannot stand. Like I hate with a burning passion. The black mm-hmm. Adidas pinstripe ones with like the gray collar and the flared out pinstripes. Are you talking about like? You're talking about uh, like, like the, the Oladipo era? era, the Oladipo like Andrew yeah. Nicholson. I oh, hate Oladipo those with one. a burning passion. Yeah, those look cheap. Yeah, you're yeah, they the look ones, absolutely yeah. terrible. Yeah, I think we well, all because are... like when Go ahead. no, I was gonna say the flared pen stripes reminded me initially of like the NBA, like Dwight on the NBA Live cover ones, like the with the flared out, like they're they're not they don't go straight up and down, right? Like they flare yeah. like that. So those are the ones I thought you were talking about. I you go go ahead with your thought, and then I've got one more no, jersey. Those like thought. didn't look that bad on Dwight, I thought, because he was just so jacked. It, they were like, this is gonna sound mm-hmm. really sus, but they were like skin tight on <laughs> him. Like he, right. they, they almost about, followed hey. his curves. You know, hey yo, oh, you oh, ain't I'm wrong, bro. Saying. You ain't wrong. But they talked saying. about it on the Knuckleheads <laughs> podcast that that dude was built like a superhero, and that is a really accurate assessment. I was just gonna say that I think. Almost everyone is in agreement that the best three jerseys are whatever order it is, but the blue pinstripes, the black pinstripes, and the blue stars jerseys. Yep. We all agree agree. on that? I also love the white pinstripes, to be clear. Oh, I love the white pinstripes, too, but I just think those are the three best. It's not like a conversation. Can I I throw in a uh, controversial opinion here? Sure. I... I don't like the star jerseys. Okay. Well, Luke, you had a really good run on this I, show, bro. I just don't. It's, it's over. <laughs> it is over. You don't like People the blue stars, bro. Like, it is, is iconic. And I'm like, dude, Devin is in utter gag. disbelief. I I, all I'm going to say is I, you need to start liking them. Let us put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I just can't like the... Uh, how many on one jersey? I was just like, it's not appealing to me. What you want one star, like, Luke? Is that what like you want? Just like, I don't. I just don't want no because no, I don't want the, the. It just looks like they put a bunch of stars on a jersey and they lowered the opacity on some of them and darkened another one. Like I just don't like it. Anyway, uh, I was gonna. I want to give another piece here in terms of jerseys and ones that I don't like, and it's just. In terms of a set of them, like the Dwight Howard, like, like maybe rookie year, the the blue, you know, road set and the white home set with just like the star on the collar. Oh yeah, I did, yeah. didn't like that one. So that, bland. that that pair was awful. So yeah. that yeah, I, I I don't know. I I just feel like I'm glad. I mean, going back to like the '90s and stuff, like they had so many jerseys in terms of alternates and stuff. 
And I'm hoping that like with these cities here recently and all of that, like welcoming retro, I'm hoping that we're just getting back to more jerseys. I know that it's probably just logistics of whatever, but I love just the fact of like, you know, there's nothing better on a video game than going to a team and selecting your jersey when you have like a million to choose from. There's no better feeling than that. And I just want so many jerseys. Such an overstatement. There's no answer favorite part of playing a video game, Luke. Come on. Dude, NCAA football, I loved it. Uh, NBA, I love it. Like, I always, I'm like, okay, how do I change the jerseys? Luke Luke gets on there and changes the jerseys and like, oh, that was fun. Just turns it off. Yeah. Doesn't even play the game. (laughs) No, I got to see how they look. But then I can get off, you know? I'll be off in like two minutes. Here's what I'd like to do, Jonathan. I want to hijack this show right now. All right. I had to stop you when we were talking about knuckleheads because we needed to finish our Jersey talk, but I think we need to talk about this knuckleheads episode based on the facial expression that I saw on your face. Well, the thing that really bothered me is when he was being asked, you know, what do Rashard Hito and Jameer mean to you? And he says, I'm just so hurt that we, we left each other. There was no, we left each other. You left the team. Okay. Sure, you know, Hito was was gone by that time and you know Rashard was traded, but you are you, like specifically Jameer, you left Jameer. You know, I think he was kind of hinting at some things that he wasn't happy about some of the front office's decisions. I mean, you I just always go back to the 2009 Finals team. Yes, you can argue that the 2010 team was better, but the 2009 Finals team, you make it to the NBA Finals. And then you just decide to blow the team up because you lost to the Lakers, one of the greatest players that the game has ever seen, Kobe Bryant. I just would have loved to see them run that back one more year instead of making the trade for Vince Carter. I know that's going to be kind of an unpopular opinion, but it was just, and the other comment that he made that, oh, it just didn't seem like we wanted to win there. What the hell are you talking about? (laughs) You went to the NBA finals and you went to the Eastern Conference finals and then you're, and then you fell apart. That's that's yeah. what happened. Then your health started to deteriorate. It wasn't that they didn't want to win. They spent as much money as they had to. They tried to make a trade for a, a, an aging superstar kind of at the end of his prime in, in Vince Carter. We were very much trying to win. And we've kind of talked about this privately, but we've all mostly forgiven Dwight Howard. We did a whole podcast on it a few months ago. But one thing that we would love to hear from Dwight is just a little bit of responsibility and taking accountability for the way that things ended and that that podcast told me we will never get that i just i i I want to add to this as well uh in terms of just like didn't feel like they wanted to win like you said whatever that means but also do you guys remember like watching games growing up i don't know if this made you guys as mad as it, it made me i remember my mom got especially mad about this Dwight was always laughing or smiling while playing like on the court. Like it, it just like even intense moments. I don't know if that was like his like defense mechanism to like high intensity situations. Like he just was all, that's just him. Obviously like we know Dwight is kind of like that, but that was just one thing I, I like to, you know, I, I think about sometimes where I'm like, Dwight was always just like smiling and laughing and like, yeah, I get it. But at the same time, it just makes me laugh when he's like, they just weren't, they didn't want to win. It's like, dude, there was times where I didn't know if you wanted to win. What are you talking about? But, uh, you know, it's what it is. Yeah, that was... Um, they there talked were about couple, that in the podcast. Yeah, there were a couple couple yeah. strays, I think, I felt that were thrown towards the magic, towards uh, the team, towards the 
area, like Central Florida. Um, it was really cool because Q Rich is one of the hosts, obviously, and so he, you could tell there were certain times where um, he was he was staying out of certain parts of conversations because he's he still works you know with the Magic right now on TV. Um, like I also love not Dwight necessarily uh, didn't talk about about it, but he was talking about Brian Hill because because Brian Hill was Dwight's first coach. And of course, Q Rich now works with Brian Hill, and they talked about Dwight. Dwight uh, kind of talked about how intense he was, and like he was tough to play for, but in a good way. It wasn't wasn't bad. And then Q Rich was just like, "Yeah, he's uh, <laughs> yeah, he's intense." You know, <laughs> I think the word he used or something like that. You know, he he doesn't mess around. I think is what it was. So stuff like that was kind of he fun. called but him. All... He's like the he's like the OG of the OGs, right? But yeah. they they don't really spend a lot of like time on you know, set or screen together. I'm sure maybe they're in like production meetings together, but I don't think they were ever appeared on the broadcast together last year. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe sometime once. in the last couple of years. Yeah. Cause they usually are alternates of each other. Right. Like, right. Yeah. It's usually off, Dante but, and, and coach Hill right, or Dante right. and right. And, uh, um, Hubert. but all I have to say, yeah, I mean, like I said, I think it's good for magic fans to, to check that out. Just to get a little bit of context, a little bit of update from Dwight on where he is with things. You're not going to be happy with a lot of it, but um, but yeah. It, I, also, I'll just say that podcast in general is great. Like Quentin yeah. and Darius are all like they are. They're probably my favorite as far as like two former players. There's a lot of them now that have their own shows, but those two, like especially Darius, is a really good interview. Like yeah. great questions, really insightful, really funny. I I just think it's I I definitely recommend it. And their chemistry is like unmatched. Like some of like yeah. You know, all the smoke, you know, Steven Jackson and Matt Barnes, those guys are great together, but Q Rich and Darius Miles have been friends for like, I think like close to 30 years yeah. and they're ragging on each other and roasting each other the whole time just makes <laughs> yeah. it a lot of fun. And I know you guys have already checked it out, but I went back and listened to the the road trip and podcast that they did at the Wind Studios, Blue Wire, shout out to Blue Wire, uh, in Vegas. And they had Coach Mosley on. Basically, everybody came in for like, like two mm-hmm. seconds. I think they were having dinner. And as guys were coming into the restaurant, like, hey, like, get in here. And it was Jalen Suggs, Jonathan Isaac for like two seconds, Gary Harris, Markel Fultz. I think that was it. But if you guys haven't checked that out, go ahead and check that out. We're still waiting for the Paolo Bancaro All the Smoke podcast to drop, at least on YouTube. I haven't checked Apple Podcasts, but I want to watch that. They released like the Darvin Ham one also, like a month ago or like a couple weeks one, ago. And we're still waiting on RJ's, right? RJ Hampton's appearance on uh, the the uh, Gilbert Arenas pod. Oh no, chill. No Are chill. We? Yep. Yeah. Yep. He did another. I you're right. So. He did another podcast. I think it was like a House of Highlights podcast or something else that he did. But yeah, yeah, we're waiting on that too. Not everybody has a producer Kevin that's just like banging that's these I'm episodes saying, out. What's going on with those guys? Unfortunately. <laughs> All right, boys. Well, we covered quite a bit on this podcast, more than I I thought we were gonna. Any last thoughts? We got anything else? Um, nah, no, no. I, I think uh, I think we're good for you know us and 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 Mr. Snacks. Yep, Jason. I, yeah, Snacks. I. Yeah, I mean, I'm I I haven't been on in a while, so I'll just say I'm super excited for September. Get to see the the Wagner Bros. Then into training camp, into preseason. But until then, you know, hopefully, hopefully, get some good stories here and there to talk about. But lots of lots of fun this summer for sure. Before you guys leave us, uh, vote or vote orlandoweekly dot com to vote us for best local podcast. You can find us under the local notable section and then the best local podcast, the six man show. Go ahead and throw us a vote. You've already voted. Thank you so much. You can only vote once. 
don't get yourself in trouble. Don't get us in trouble. Um, yeah, we got a couple of weeks to see what happens with that. So pretty excited. Um, but beyond that, uh, for Kevin Tucker, Jason Schnacks, Luke Sylvia, this has been Jonathan Osborne. You guys are listening to The Six Man Show. We will catch you guys next time. See ya. Jimmy's mom. Thanks for listening to The Sixth Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and Spotify to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It helps out the show a lot. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Sixth Man Show. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic! Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.